We are in Come Follow Me, week 48, which is John 1 through 3 and Jude, the book of Jude. And I want to start in this quote that I've shared before that you're all super familiar with by now, and it's from Elder Holland's talk down at BYU to the administration in 2021. And he said this, As near as I can tell, Christ never once withheld his love from anyone. But he also never once said to anyone, because I love you, you are exempt from keeping my commandments. We are tasked with trying to strike that same sensitive, demanding balance in our lives. And I think the reason this has been on my mind is I am in Nephi, first Nephi, as Nephi prays and asks to see the vision his father has seen. And I just finished chapter, the last chapter of him explaining to his brothers what the vision meant. But one of the things that really struck me is that there are only two teams. We are either team God or team Satan. And I think so often we can get caught up in just ticky tack things. And the truth is, I don't know anyone who's pursuing Satan. I do know many who are maybe not as valiant or striving as hard as I would like them to. And the reason I know that is because I love them and it concerns me. And Satan would love to get in my head, would love to have me to fear and to lose faith that they are still on God's team. And so I love this book of Jude really came and just spoke to me such beautiful truths. So I want to start in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. And it says this, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother hath need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? And the reason I have that is there was a time, I think I have shared with you guys, that some things had happened to me. Um, There was a person who really disliked me and was going to great lengths to, I don't know if destroy me is the right word, but maybe destroy other people's thoughts about me or opinion of me. And even so much that they had gone and asked that the bishop take away my recommend. And I don't want to dwell on that except to say it really got to me. And every, I have never disliked anyone my entire life. And I can honestly say, and it makes me emotional, I hated this person and I hate that word. But I needed a miracle. For a year, it really got under my skin and Every waking thought, every sleeping thought was of this person and how much I disliked them. And while it is true, I had not done anything to them. It is also true. It re- I did not like who I was becoming. And it was a miracle when the Lord finally took it from me. And no matter what I did, I could not stop myself from really disliking this person and at one point I was writing their name on the prayer roll at the temple and the spirit said to me knock it off 
every time you write their name, you tell yourself what a good person you are and what a horrible person they are. Stop it. And I learned a really profound truth. If you are sincerely praying for your enemy, you do not see them as an enemy even anymore. It wasn't until the Lord truly took that from me, those bad feelings, and I had them no more, that I truly was filled with love and wanted this person to know and to feel how much the Savior loved them. I realized the Lord opened my mind and allowed me to understand they did not just they did not like themselves. And so they looked at me, this happy person, and thought there's no way that that can be real. There's no way that she can be that happy, that kind, that nice. That's got to be fake. And that broke my heart because I know so many people who are so kind, so loving, so nice, way more than me. And once I understood that and could really the Lord could take those negative feelings and could really pray with love for this person and compassion. Probably compassion is a better word for them to feel the love of God like I do. I had never doubted that God loved me and it broke my heart that they would not feel the same. And so I love in Jude verse 3, it says, Ye should earnestly contend for the faith. It is work and it is effort. And the Lord provides opportunities to earnestly work for the faith, to become as the Lord would have us become. And so I want to center in Jude, verse 10. These speak evil. Okay, so verse, let's actually, let's go to verse 12. And I love all this imagery. We're coming into Revelations and it reminds me of Isaiah. And I had a really profound teacher share these and open these to me. Verse 12, clouds they are without water. Okay, what is the cloud's job? A cloud's job is to rain. So clouds they are without water. Trees whose fruit withereth, plucked up by the root. So not only is the tree not bearing fruit, it's got no root. And we know the root is Christ. 13, raging waves of the sea. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Stars are to chart our course, to steer by. Wandering stars then are not doing their job. Raging foam of the sea is not doing its job. It's not the wind that blow is blowing the barges of the brother of Jared towards the promised land. It's just raging. It's just turmoil. I love that. Okay, so he's saying that's what they are, these, these that follow Satan. I don't know anyone like that. Okay, and then verse 10, these speak evil of those things which they know not. For they have 11 gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam. 15, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So what that means to convince all that are ungodly, we have prophets and apostles who are bearing witness of truth and they speak against them. 16, murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, 
their mouth speaking great swelling words. Person in admiration because of advantage, and that reminds me of social media, but murmurers, Laman and Lemuel, complainers, walking after their own lusts, their mouth speaketh great swelling words, and I think of Nehor, and I think of all those that we heard that would, with their great swelling words, vain janglers would persuade men after Satan. Remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, 18. How they told you there would be mockers at the last time. And again, I think this is because I have been studying Nephi, praying to see the vision his father's seen in the great and spacious building, mockers in the last time. These be they who separate themselves, having not the spirit, 20. But ye, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Be his. 25. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, now and forever. Whose team? And I love 16. There are Alma 25, 16, 26, 16. Therefore, let us glory. Yea, we will glory in the Lord. We will rejoice for our joy is full. We will praise our God forever. Behold, who can glory too much in the Lord? Who can say too much of his power, his mercy and long suffering towards the children of men? Behold, I say unto you, I cannot say the smallest part of what I feel. If we are on his team, we are also to remember whose power enables us to be there. But the truth is that he loves us more than anything. And we so desire to love him because of that love and to follow him and be made more. I hope you know the truth. The church is true. And more than that, how much our Savior loves you.